Crime does not pay. They're going to give it to you, Spieler. I know they are. That's the thanks I get. Am I your lawyer or ain't I? Sure, sure you are. And do I do the worrying or don't I? What's a mouthpiece for? To do the worrying. Take the headache. No, I do for a bellyache. From lead or an ice pick. Cut it out. Never. Do something for me, Spieler. Will you, huh? Sure, Charlie. Natch. What? Make him give me the rope. I'll black out first thing. I'll never feel nothing. That's the easy way. Make him do it that way, Spieler. Make him. You got it. That's all you got it. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Kangaroo Court, starring Richard Durr. Crime Does Not Pay, starring Richard Durr as Charlie the Traveler Thompson in Kangaroo Court. Organized crime is a vast hierarchy, from the remote leaders on the top down through the district bosses to the everyday hoodlums at the bottom. Any organization as huge as this must be governed by law. There is law in organized crime. Organized law with a code, with lawyers, courts, judges, and executioners. Punishment follows conviction swiftly, certainly. Charlie the Traveler Thompson knew the law of this underworld in which he lived, but the night Charlie and his best pal, Jack Spieler Riley, visited the store on the corner of 6th and Main, the law was far from Charlie's mind. Sure, this is the joint, Charlie? Sure as I know my name. This rat trap don't look like nothing any be interested in. Wait. The old man will be out in a minute. He lives in the back. Anything you say, buddy. Yes, gentlemen. What can I do for you? Well, for one thing, you can open the cash register. Please, I, I'm an old man. I have so little you money. Want I should slug him now or later, Charlie? No, no, please, please, wait. I opened the register. Okay, Spieler, enter the till while I keep him covered. Oh. Chicken feed. What a nickel joint this is. Okay, I got it. All week I work for what is in that drawer. Save it. Now show us the board in the floor in the back room. The board in the floor? You heard me. Give out. Now I get it. There is no board. You want more? Start moving. I... I have nothing, nothing. Cut it. The boss knows this joint. He knows what's been going on here for years. I have nothing, nothing. I'm sick of hearing you whine. Go to work, Steve. It's about time. Now take your medicine, foxy grandpa. I'll talk one way or the other. No, no, no. Don't, don't hit me. Not with a blackjack. No, don't hit me. Back room, Spieler. Count three boards from the right-hand wall. I got it. Hey, it's loose. You betcha it's loose. Crying out loud. Look at that roll. Yeah, the old boy didn't believe in banks. <laughs> He's got two houses he rents up in the west side. Ernie says there must be 25 G's in that roll. Had the joint cased. Let's go. Right. Come on, Spieler. Let the old bum alone. He ain't breathing. Must be dead. Okay, so what? So you hit him too hard. Let's roll. He don't need his dough no more. Oh. 
A good job, boys. Too bad you had to kill the old boy, though. He was a real character. He lived too long anyway. He wasn't having any fun. <laughs> Except maybe counting his kale, right, Arnie? Could be. Some of these cops have a way of getting fond of bums like that. Heat on, boss? Not exactly. Nobody knew about the role except the old man and us. Even the cops know he never had much in a register from the papers and sodas. Oh, well, it's okay then, huh? If you left the place clean. Sure we did. Wore gloves the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told Spieler he shouldn't get no splinters from the floor. He didn't know what I was talking about till I told him to pry up that floorboard. Everything's copacetic then, Ernie? Sure there were no slips? Positive. Absolutely. Okay, then in about five years, the Sunny Papers will run the story of a dead soda jerk. Another unsolved crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what's next, boss? Nothing urgent. Good. You know, I think maybe a change of climate would do me good. What, again? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't never seen California. Charlie the Traveler. What could you do in California you can't do here? Get a sunburn in February. Okay, Ernie? Sure, only why not Florida? Oh, I was in Florida last year. <laughs> I want to see if the California oranges is better. <laughs> oranges or tomatoes, Charlie? No, oranges. Tomatoes is all alike any place. <laughs> Charlie Thompson? Talking. <laughs> this is Joe Walker. California Walker? <laughs> Nobody else but. <laughs> Want to see you, Charlie. When can you come over? Anytime you say. Glad you called. I've been wondering when some of the boys would say, Welcome to Sunny Cal. <laughs> Welcome to Sunny Cal. Huh? <laughs> How about three this afternoon? Sounds great. Good, good. My place is on the Sunset Strip. You can't miss it. <laughs> it's called Joe's Place. <laughs> Neon's ten feet high. I'll be there. See you later, Joey boy. Quite a layout you got here, Joe. Yeah, nothing better. Uh, you know Cash Liggett? Hiya, Cash. Hi. Fellas, this is a place for a vacation. <laughs> Another two days and I'll join the local chamber of commerce. <laughs> good, good. Glad you like it. <laughs> Well, Charlie, I, uh, I have a job for you. Me? Oh, next, I'm on a vacation. Now, it needs your slick touch, traveler. Yeah, pineapple job. Look, fellas, I'm on vacation. And when you're in my territory, you take orders from me. You know the law. Sure, same like I was back in the 90s district. Then he's got control over me. But I need a rest. I've been working all year. Yeah, one job will just keep you in training. I don't want it. Well, you'll do it. That's an order. We need a guy from out of town. And you're it. You understand? Okay, okay. Don't get sore. Where and when? Tonight's as good as any. I'll have to borrow a piece. I didn't bring no tools for a vacation. Uh, Cash? We got a dozen. One'll do the trick. What about a car? Yeah, we got a butte. Cash stole the day before yesterday. Is it that hard? Well, it won't be missed too much. Owner has two others. <laughs> I was all gassed up and waiting. Now, take him over to see it, Cash. And if he's a good boy and does his job right, maybe we'll let him drive it back east. <laughs> Think of the plane fare you'll save. <laughs> Charlie, my boy. Uh, 
this bus stolen, too? No, no. Registered, all legal and proper in Joe's name. Good. I'm always a little nervous riding a hot car in broad daylight. Ah, we got so many cars out here, nobody notices. Once in a while, some rookie cop will try to make a name for himself, but that's about all. Much farther to your drop? Uh, drop? Where you got the car for me? Oh, next block, after the traffic light. I don't see nothing but a parking lot. Nothing else to see. We don't have to worry about freezing radiators out here. Ain't you taking an awful chance? What about the plates? Ah, we don't worry about details like that. All right, come on, let's go, chum. I got the parking ticket, and after you drive her out, I'll take this one back to the boss. I'm with you. You see, you, you gotta learn how we operate. No sense fooling with fancy plans around here. Oh, so I see. Good afternoon. Come to your car, gentlemen? Right. Uh, we left it here a couple of days ago for safekeeping. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, your ticket, please. Well, what'd you do, change your system? You used to ask for the tickets as we drove out. Cash. Watch yourself, Cash. Here's the ticket, son. Thank you. If uh, you'll take your car, I'll stamp the ticket and you can pay me as you leave. That's our new system, sir. It won't delay you. I don't like it, Cash. The character knew the ticket. And there's somebody watching us from the gatehouse. Hey, the car's gone. It was a 46 Caddy. I left it over Scram, there. Scram, Cash. It's cops in the gatehouse waiting for us to move further inside. Yeah. Well, the lousy brakes. Taxi! Taxi! Must have spotted the bus. Set a trap. Come on, get in the car, quick. Oh, brother. I ain't run like that since the last time I swiped apples from a fruit dealer back home. Lose ourselves in traffic. He'll never catch us, and they won't dare shoot. Won't they? Well, once I hit the boulevard. Now, hang on. Here we go. Now, all we got to watch out for is red lights and traffic cops. Phew. What close. Well, I'm sorry, Charlie. Thing like this hasn't happened in years. Yeah. Believe me, Cash, it never happens back east. We'll get you another car, Charlie. Now, don't worry about that. Yeah, I know. You got a million of them. Ah, cut that out, will you? Well, why should I risk my neck? And on my vacation, okay, too. Okay, wise guy. How would you do it? Well, first, I'd get a drop. What is this drop thing? You said that before. A small private garage outside town's best. Go on. Then I'd swipe the car and stash it in the drop for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then? Then I'd swipe the plates on Monday from a weekend driver's bus someplace, put them on the hot car, and drive any place I pleased for five days, and nobody'd know the difference. <laughs> Oh. Fancy, ain't they, back east? Hey, boss? Yeah. We lead a simple life out here. We'll get your car, give you the rod and a pineapple. You'll do the job, Thompson. Our way. You got another thing coming, Walker. Not me. You want me to bash him, boss? No, 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 no. You'll do it. Let him yell first. I'm getting the next plane back east. Don't try it, Thompson. You know the law. So what? So plenty. You walk out on me, you'll never get away with it. Won't I? I'm walking, ain't I? And I don't see nobody trying to stop me, neither. In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Kangaroo Court.
Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Richard Durr in Kangaroo Court. Charlie the Traveler headed straight for the airport from Joe's place with its big ten-foot neon sign and took the first plane possible for the east, a ruined vacation behind him. Charlie knew there might be trouble ahead, so he holed up quietly and advised only his pal, Jack the Spieler, of his exact whereabouts. Who is it? Me, Spieler. Let me in, Charlie. Anybody with you? No, of course not. Let me in, will you? Okay, okay. Hold everything. Why all the bolts and stuff? You afraid of mice, friend? No, of lice. From out west. <laughs> Didn't think you were afraid of anything. Sit down. That California walker has a nasty temper. You can't tell that bum anything. No, he wouldn't dare send anybody here to get you. Not unless it was all legal. He might. What's new in town? No, not much. Except you're in Dutch. Upstairs. With Ernie? I didn't do nothing to him. Oh, not Ernie, especially. Look, pal, what are you trying to tell me? Well, here it is. Straight. Ernie told me to bring you in. Bring me in? What for? How should I know? I don't ask questions. I do like I'm told. Yeah, I know. Well, get your coat, fella. We're going downtown. <laughs> hey, get that. Me making noises just like a cop. vacation, Charlie? It was good. And lousy. You came back awful fast. I didn't like the people at that resort. They don't like you, either. That squares everything, then. Only it doesn't. Why not? Because you broke the law, that's why. Because you had to be a wise guy until a district boss had to run his business. Because when he wouldn't let you do things your way, you ran out on him. They're nuts out there. Honest, they're any nuts. The way they tried to do things. Makes no difference. You refused an order from the boss in whose territory you were operating. I was on vacation. You know that. I'm told you disobeyed orders. You broke the law. You're up on charges, Charlie. Me? On charges? At last, something's penetrated your thick skull. I get this. Spieler here's your lawyer. He'll defend you. Joe Walker's coming on to press the charge himself. Rick Carson is coming in from Chicago, Phil Jackson from Pittsburgh, Mike Davis from Boston, Bill Kenoy from uh, Louisville, and uh, Don Welch from Cleveland. The five of them and myself are the judges, Charlie. The trial is set for one week from Tuesday. All right, Walker. Is that your evidence? That's it. And that's all I need. Any questions from the court? If I may, Ernie? Of course, Rick. What penalty do you want if we convict Thompson, Joe? Nobody crosses me that way. I want a cement jacket on him. You're pretty rough, aren't you? Well, it's my grievance, Carson. <laughs> what would you do if he behaved this way in Chicago? All right, no further questions. Anybody else? All right, Walker, sum up your case. But... Well, the summations don't take place until the defense witnesses speak their pieces. You're rather familiar with court procedure, aren't you, Walker? <laughs> yeah, what if I am? Never mind. Only we set the procedure here. It's 
statue summation. <clears throat> May it please the court. I want this man, Charlie Thompson. I intend to have him. You heard my witness. Cash Liggett was present in my office when the defendant refused an order. More, the defendant deliberately walked out of my office and out of my territory in direct contradiction to my orders and completely against our law. The very fact that his counsel failed to cross-examine my witness is, well, to me at least, admission of guilt. Defense counsel knows that my witness is telling the exact truth. I ask this court to find the defendant guilty and suggest a sentence of death at the hands of the injured party. The defense will proceed. All right, Speaker. Thank you. Uh, gentlemen of the court, I'm here in this job on account of being both Charlie Thompson's best pal and a fellow who knows the circumstances of the case. Let me say from the beginning, the first of all, I didn't call no witness for the defense on account of the fact that the only such witness is dead. Thanks, boss. But more about that a little later. Second of all, I didn't waste your time and mine cross-examining a cash ligate on account of if he's telling the truth, he'll stick to what he says. And if he's lying, he'll stick to what he says. <laughs> no jokes, Spieler. It's no joke, boss. Not to Charlie, it isn't. Uh, but to get on with the case... It's a fact that my client went out to the coast for a vacation. While he was there, he tried to obey the orders of Mr. Walker. But it's a fact, too, that he almost got a dose of lead when the operations of the prosecution witness led him right into a trap the cops set over a hot car. Is this true, Riley? So help me, it's the truth. And after it happened, only after it happened, my client tried to show Mr. Walker a safe way to operate the way the defendant has been operating for a long time. But no, Mr. Walker wanted it all done his way, and the defendant felt he had to refuse. Are you admitting guilt, Counselor? Uh, yes and no, Mr. Carson. Uh, that's a really legal answer. You should have been a lawyer. <laughs> they don't call me the Spieler for nothing, Mr. Carson. Get on with it, Spieler. Yes, boss. Now let me say this. The defendant would never have walked out and probably would never have refused the orders if he hadn't been under a terrible mental strain. You see, there's outside things in this case that Mr. Walker don't know about. What he don't know and what you don't know is that just that morning, the defendant, he had a telegram from home. His old mother was dying. She's the dead witness I spoke about, gentlemen. Because when Charlie Thompson walked out of Mr. Walker's place, he went straight to the airport, flew straight home, and had the final satisfaction of making his mother happy in her last moments on this heroite. Yeah, sure. My client acted out of turn, but he had a reason. And this is the truth, gentlemen. And more, I'll promise you myself, if you'll let some off this time, that I'll see to it personal. 
that he toes the mark from here on in. Charlie's too good a man to dump in a river for one mistake outside his own district and when he was under such a terrible mental strain. That's our defense, gentlemen. That's all it is. The truth and a promise to obey in the future. Thank you for listening. They're out too long, Spieler. Too long. Don't mean nothing. They'll probably start a friendly game. Anyhow, when a legit jury is out like this, they're generally hung and it's a new trial. The only thing that's hung around here is going to be me. Get me a piece, Spieler. Get me a piece so as I can get them before they get me. The trouble is, if it's guilty, I'll have to do you. That's the law, Charlie. Oh, you wouldn't, Spieler. Not me. Not your pal. Think of the jobs we've done together. You wouldn't. You couldn't. If I get told, I got it. You'll understand, Charlie. Stop, stop walking up and down like that. You act like it was stark crazy. Yeah, I'm going nuts. Why don't they come out? Why don't they make up their minds? I gotta get out of here. Sit down, will you? Shut up. They're gonna get me to a speedler. I know they are. Nobody ever gets over one of these courts. That's the thanks I get. Am I your lawyer or ain't I? Sure, sure, yeah. Do I do the worrying or don't I? What's a mouthpiece for? To do the worrying. Take the headache. I'm due for a bellyache. From lead or an ice pick. Cut it out, never. Do something for me, Speeler. Will you, huh? Sure, Charlie. Nights, what? Make him give me the rope. I black out first thing. I never feel nothing. That's the easy way. Make him do it that way, Speeler. Make him you gotta, that's all you gotta. Cut it out, will you? Verdict ain't in yet. Jury's still out. Yeah, some jury. The judges are the same guys. Ernie'll fight for you. You should have heard him take down Walker. Too bad the law don't let you hear your own trial. It'll be five to one against Ernie. Five to one against him and me. Five to one. I'm going out, Spieler. I gotta get some air. Don't try no run out now. They'll find you. You know that. Will they, Spieler? No matter where, will they? Don't try nothing smart, Charlie. Just want some fresh air. That's all. I won't be long. You'll find me again, Spieler. I'll, I'll be back. If I stay here, I'll, I'll go all together nuts. But I'll be back, Spieler. Don't worry. Where's the defendant, Spieler? Yeah, we rather like the idea of having him hear the verdict in person. Uh, he's gone for a walk, gentlemen. But I'll represent him. Well, get on with it. I don't want to catch a plane. We're all leaving before night. All right, shall we go ahead, gentlemen? All right. Yeah. Sure, Mr. Costa. You might as well. One way or the other, he'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> he'll find out. As presiding judge of this court, it's my duty to announce the verdict. After due deliberation and taking into consideration the, uh, the extenuating circumstances of the case... This court finds the defendant not guilty. Uh, what? Yippee! What was it, Spieler? What'd I get? Not guilty. They found you. Not... I got off. I got off. Get off this rap, Thompson, but your pals won't get off theirs. Cut it out, all of you. Don't try anything. We got enough Tommy guns to cut down a regiment. What'd you do, Charlie? For the love of Pete, what'd you do? I figured I was a gone pigeon, so I spilled my guts to the cops and brought him here. Why, you dirty, filthy... Shut up, you. For that lousy stoolie, I saved his life. What is? If I'd only know. If you'd only come back sooner. It's your fault, not mine. I couldn't stand it. I just couldn't stand it. All right, on your feet, all of you. The wagon's waiting. And all the time, it was not guilty. All the time, it was not guilty. All the time, it was not guilty. Crime does not pay. 
Richard Durr, who has starred as Charlie Thompson in Kangaroo Court, will be back with you in just a moment. Now, here in person is Richard Durr. It is a fact that every organization must have a set of rules or laws by which its members are governed. Lawbreakers, even the underworld of organized crime, are tried and if found guilty are punished swiftly. The law is always upheld. But it is a fact as well that there's no reason to wait for the gangs to punish their own offenders or for informers to assist society in the administration of its own law. All decent citizens, once they make use of their free voices in civic affairs can ensure that society's laws are upheld, and that crime of all kinds is punished, that in the end, crime does not pay. Thank you, Richard Durr. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. 